0: Death and the Afterlife By Pastor Dan Gaiman For the Christian, no subject should be of greater interest than death and the afterlife. Consider that the three most important days of your life are these. The day of your birth, the day of your spiritual birth, and the day you exit this world and transcend to the third heaven to wait the day of resurrection. When your glorified body is reunited with the redeemed of the ages in a new earth, in Christ's fully restored kingdom. Regarding the first important day, that of your birth, understand this. Your election, calling, parents, spiritual gifts, ethnicity, gender, date of birth, nationality, intelligence, physical traits, personality, talents, lifespan— these are unchangeable features in your life. You are born into this world with a set of predetermined qualities— that your Creator ordained. Trust Him to know what He is doing. Then, as you grow to maturity, search for the purpose for your life. Glorify God for the gift of life He's given you, and use it to edify Him and those around you. Regarding your second most important day, this day is so important because it is the day you are spiritually born again, transformed from the kingdom of Satan and spiritual death into the glorious light and liberty of the kingdom of God. We arrive into this fallen world amid the flaws that sin nature has bestowed upon us, a nature that, left to ourselves, we would wallow in. We are born spiritually dead, our soul is depraved, and our body is subject to physical death. Romans 5 verse 12 summarizes this concept quite succinctly. Wherefore, as by one man... Sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so, death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Thus, the second spiritual birth is extremely important. What occurs on this day determines our eternal destiny, either eternal life in the kingdom of God, or eternally separated from God in Gehenna. In the condition of those who pass into the second death, Look to Revelation 20, verse 12 through 15, and Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 31. If by God's grace alone, through faith alone, by Christ alone, for the glory of God alone, by sola scriptura alone, the Holy Spirit quickens us, makes us alive, we shall be born again from the Greek anothen, which is a Greek root meaning from above or from the first, from heaven through the Spirit, and will be made a new creation in Jesus Christ. From 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. As to the third most important day, know this. The day the Spirit and the soul leave the body, our physical temple dies and becomes the empty shell that once served as the home of our spirit and soul. On this day, we transcend into the third heaven, To await the second coming of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of the body, and our reunification with the glorified body for life in the earthly kingdom of God. If we are alive when Christ returns, we will bypass death. Our spirit, soul, and body will be translated into a fully redeemed state for life in Christ's great kingdom. Each of these three days requires proper biblical understanding. This study is limited to the third most important day of our life, the day we exit this physical body and transcend into the third heaven. We will remain there to await Christ's second coming and the physical resurrection of our body as a fully redeemed member of the church triumphant and enter life into the kingdom of God. The following questions will help us understand the nature of the death of the body and what occurs to everyone at that moment. Throughout the ages, Theologians have long debated each of these questions. We base this study on deeply rooted biblical, Christian, and apostolic understanding of what Scripture teaches us about death and the afterlife. Death and the Afterlife Questions and Answers Number one Does the soul survive the death of the body? The answer to this is an emphatic yes. Some understanding of the nature of being is essential for this study to proceed. Number two, what does the Bible say regarding the nature of being on the day that God created the spirit and the soul? We look to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, and again in Genesis 5, verses 1 through 2. Number three, what is the meaning of our being created in the image and likeness of God in Genesis 1:26 and 27, and 5.1. God is triune in nature. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hence, the use of the plural pronouns us and our in Genesis and Isaiah. The triunity of Adamkind is clear in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 29. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 2 reads, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. See Luke chapter 1, verse 46 and 47, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 9, as well. Scripture clearly delineates between the spirit and soul. They are not the same. We are triune in our being. Number four. What is the specific meaning of the spirit, soul, and body? The Old Testament word for spirit is ruach, meaning breath, air, wind, or spirit. The New Testament word for spirit is pneuma, essentially the same as the Old Testament ruach. The spirit is immaterial and invisible. A triunity representing the conscience, the monitor of the soul, perception provides spiritual discernment, and intuition prompts us in our spirit. The spirit gives us God consciousness and is the medium through which we commune with God. Number five. What happens when the Spirit leaves the body? In short, the body dies, and the Spirit goes back to God who gave it. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7 reads, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. In James 2, verse 26, For as the body without the Spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Recall Genesis 2, verse 7 in the formation of the first body into which the spirit and soul were placed. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, the spirit. And man became a living soul, having self-consciousness. Number six. What is the nature of the soul? The soul is non-corporeal, meaning non-material. It is the invisible, immaterial part of man, Like the spirit, the soul survives and is separated from the body at death. Also, the soul is the triunity of the will, the intellect, and the emotions. The Old Testament word for soul is nephesh, while the New Testament Greek word for soul is suke, and essentially the same as the Hebrew. The will is the decider of the soul, while the intellect is the thinking part and emotions are the affection-empathy aspect. It is through the soul that we have self-consciousness. We are conscious of our existence, or being. Number seven, what happens to the soul when the body dies? Being non-corporeal, or not made of material substance and invisible, the soul departs the body at death. Examine three literal, natural life stories of case law from scriptures. There were living, actual experiences... And should not be thought of as otherwise. Genesis 35, verse 16 through 18, 1 Kings 17, verse 17 through 22, and Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. The story of the rich man and Lazarus is not a parable. Rather, it is a literal story confirmed in the words of Jesus. An examination of this story clearly proves what happens to the soul at the death of the body. The soul continues to live. Allow the testimony of Jesus Christ in Luke 16, verses 19-31 to take you into the deaths of two men, a saved man, Lazarus, and an unsaved man, the rich man. They continue to have life beyond death, and on the, although one is in the bosom of Abraham, the abode of those who are saved at death, the rich man is in Hades, or hell, awaiting the g- judgment of Gehenna in Revelations 20, verse 12 through 15. Number eight, where does the soul go then when it leaves the body? If the soul has been redeemed, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, it will go to the third heaven and together with the spirit await its reunion with our physical body on the day of the resurrection of the dead. Luke chapter 23, verse 42 through 43 reads, and he, the penitent thief, Said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. The body of the penitent thief died, but his redeemed soul went into a place called paradise. Number nine, where is paradise located? Paradise is another name for Abraham's bosom. As in Luke 16, verse 22, and it refers to the third heaven where the angels carry saved souls at death. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 4 tells us where paradise is located, and Revelation 2, verse 7 confirms it. The Greek meaning of paradise is essentially the same as that given to the Garden of Eden a perfectly serene, park like environment, the third heaven is most worthy of your time and study. Read also Isaiah 6 and portions of the Revelation letter. Number 10. What happens to the spirit and soul in heaven? In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 44, there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. The physical body in which we live while on earth eventually dies. If we die in a state of salvation, our spirits and souls will reside in our spiritual body in the third heaven, paradise. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1-10 through 10, speaks of this spiritual body, where the redeemed people of God now live in the third heaven. Number 11. How do the redeemed souls in the third heaven spend their time? Recall the words of Jesus in John 14, verse 1-6. through six. The souls of the martyrs were crying out to the living God in Revelation 6 verse 9 through 11. Also, Revelation 7 verse 13 through 17 and Revelation 21 verse 1 through 10 provide further insight into what the redeemed do in heaven. Number 12. What happens to the souls of those who die unsaved? The souls of those who die unsaved go to Hades translated hell in the King James Version. Hades is where the soul is separated from God. The story of the rich man and Lazarus records the most vivid picture of hell in Scripture. The souls of the unsaved dead remain in Hades until the judgment of Gehenna. The Greek word genna equals Gehenna and is the place in the Valley of Hinnom wherein ancient times human sacrifices were offered in 2nd chronicles 33 verse 6 and jeremiah 7 verse 31 the word gehenna appears in matthew five, twenty-two, verse 29 and 30 matthew 10 verse 28 matthew 18 verse 9 matthew 23 verse 15 and matthew 33 mark 9 verse 43 45 and 47 as well and luke chapter 12 Verse 5. In every instance, Jesus himself utters a most solemn warning about the consequences of sin. The Greek word for Hades is translated hell in the King James Version and is not the same as Gehenna, which is also translated as hell or hellfire. Hades is the abode of the unsaved dead where they await the judgment of Gehenna. In Hebrews 9, verse 27 and 28, we read, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time, without sin, unto salvation. At the death of the body, the spirit and soul depart the body. While the body goes back to the ground to return to dust, concurrently the spirit returns to God who gave it. The destiny of the soul is determined by one state of salvation. If the soul was redeemed, the angels carry the soul to heaven, where with the spirit it dwells in a spiritual body, as previously stated. This body is fully described in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 1-9. through This spiritual body will be reunited with the physical body at the resurrection of the dead in Christ. Gehenna is the place where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. This expression is identical in meaning with the lake of fire in Revelations 19 verse 20, 20 verse 10, and verses 14 through 15. This is the meaning of the phrase, the second death, which appears in John 8 verse 24, Revelation 21 verse 8, and Luke 16 verse 23. Number 13. What happens to the body at death? The body, Soma, is made of bones, flesh, and blood. In the body, we have world consciousness through our physical senses of sight, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touch. The bodies of those who die as saved beings will be raised in the first resurrection of the dead in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16, Revelations 20, verse 6, And see also Job 19, verse 25 through 7, Isaiah 26, verse 19, Psalm chapter 16, verses 9 through 10, and Daniel 12, verse 2. Likewise, the unsaved dead will be raised to stand in judgment at the great white throne judgment of Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15. Unfortunately, their fate will not be grand, but will be pure hell.